No fear, real fear. Redeeming the Time Brothers podcast, a podcast by Gene Kissinger and Norman Kissinger, two brothers who spent their lives in ministry and raising large families. Our desire is to provide a digital place for those who long to belong. And as always, we want to leave a nightlight on for you. That nightlight is out of Matthew chapter 10 and verse 28. Jesus speaking, he says, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy body and soul in hell. There are a lot of kinds of fears that are out there. My wife was just watching a news program that was talking about the flooding taking place in Australia, and they showed some close-up pictures of some big, nasty, hairy spiders. These were the kind that looked large enough that you could put a saddle on and ride them around town. These big, hairy boogers were bird spiders that kill birds and other just great big things, and their snakes and spiders are beginning to infest places where they don't usually go because of the flood has destroyed their natural habitat. We all have a fear of something, and I'm probably afraid of a spider that can shave. Definitely, that would grab my attention. There are different kinds of fears. Mysophobia is a fear of dirt. Hydrophobia, fear of water. Nycophobia, nyclophobia, fear of darkness. Acrophobia, fear of open places. Taxophobia, fear of being buried alive. That makes sense. I would be afraid of that too. Xenophobia, fear of strangers. Necrophobia, a fear of the dead. Claustrophobia, fear of confinement. And then Triskaidekaphobia, the fear of the number 13. There's a whole lot of fears that a whole lot of people have. Unfortunately, we're afraid of all the wrong things for all the wrong reasons. Now, some fears are legitimate, but some fears are just kind of fanciful things that we've sort of constructed a monster together in our mind that's made us uh, live in fear of some physical thing that really probably can't hurt us or won't hurt us. There is a legitimate fear though. Now the Bible warns us against false fear. It says God did not give us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. But then and in other places not contradicting itself it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You and I need to have a reverential respect of God. God is the one who created us, knit us together in our mother's wombs, has designed our life, created mankind in the beginning in the garden, and one day all life will flow back before God, either through the process of death or the mass process of the second coming of Christ when he snatches us away and we, in a united way, stand before God, in a collective way and we will give an account of our lives before the God of the universe. We need to live in such a way where we are living in respect of our Father. There's a passage in the Bible that says, if I'm a father, where's my respect? And one of the things I want my children to do is respect me, so that if I tell them something, I really want them to listen and to obey. It's a big deal to me, because I want them to have a same reverential respect for God the Father. Uh, There are people down here that we're afraid of. They can't do nothing to us. But really, God can determine our eternal destiny. Whether it's in heaven or in hell, that is up to Him. And so we need to live in a way that is well-pleasing to God the Father. And that's not hard because Jesus died on the cross for us. He vicariously took my sin debt that I owed but couldn't pay. And He paid that sin debt that He didn't owe, but He paid it anyway because he's a gracious and merciful God. And so he provides for me a covering of his righteousness over my life. And then he begins to grow me through a process of sanctification where I, my current physical life, is becoming more and more pleasing to my Father, which is in heaven. That's called sanctification. So I'd like to encourage you today to have true fear, real fear, 
fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, a reverential respect of God, knowing that one day we'll give an account to that one that has created us and that one that is going to judge us on that great getting up morning. And if that seems narrow to you, I don't apologize is what the Bible says, and you need to deal with it because you're going to either deal with it right now or you're going to deal with it in eternity. And I would be an unfaithful messenger if I didn't sound a clear message of the trumpet of the coming judgment of God. The Bible says, flee the wrath to come. There is a wrath coming, but thank God that wrath fell on the cross of Christ and all those who identify with Christ's crucifixion in this process of salvation have already experienced the wrath and we don't have to experience wrath in the future. What a good God we serve. I want to pray for you. Dear Lord God, I pray that you'd be with these under the sound of my voice. Lord, I know there are some. They seem to be afraid of everything that man thinks or says, but they're not at all afraid of what you say. Lord, we we come before you as believers, humbly yielding our hearts and lives to you, asking you to move in us in a powerful, profound way, readying our hearts for that prepared place called heaven. Lord, we thank you for all that you've done. Pray that you'd help us to rest well tonight. And if there are any that do not know you, allow them to yield their heart to you in this moment in time, confessing that they're sinners, believing in your son's work on the cross to bring about their redemptive uh, lives. I pray that you would just draw us close to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless you. I love you, but Jesus loves you even more. Have a great night.